Imagine not being able to afford healthcare, coming from an underrepresented or newcomer community, and trying to manage not only your family, but your financial and time resources, all while trying to complete the medical paperwork needed to get treatment for cancer. We talked to the president of Angel Miram, Mary Carmen Plantas Silva, who has been both a scientific researcher and an advocate for women with advanced cancers for decades. We talk about what they do to help women freshly diagnosed with advanced metastatic cancer to help improve the quality of life, the outcomes through education, companionship, scientific research, and integrative support. Listen into this episode of Underserved and Under the Radar, how the angels behind Angel Mirror are helping those living with advanced cancers. Hello everyone, I'm Samantha, the Director of Patient Advocacy and Outreach, and I'm here with the President of Angel Mira, Mary Carmen Planis Silva, who obtained a Doctor of Philosophy in Cell Biology from Bayer, Baylor College of Medicine. In addition, she has a Graduate Certificate in Clinical Research, a Master of Business Administration, and a Certificate in Oncology, Patient Navigation. She conducted her postdoctoral training at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and has over 18 years of experience in cancer research. As an assistant professor at Penn State College of Medicine, she directed and managed a breast cancer research laboratory focused on understanding mechanisms of resistance to hormonal therapies. Thank you so much for being here, Mary Carmen. Thank you for inviting me to you know, share all our things with you and I'm delighted to be here representing Angel Mira Center for Women with Advanced Cancer. Yes, absolutely. We're so, so grateful to have you and to hear a bit more about Angel Mira and your story. So if you don't mind, tell us a bit more about yourself other than what I shared previously, which is incredible. Um, and Angel Mira, how did you start this journey um, and working in this space? And then what does Angel Mira do? Yeah, so uh, we started um, as you know, as as a cancer research. I have been uh, very involved in you know cancer activities, going to meetings and meeting a lot of uh, patients too. You know, in different conferences like San Antonio Breast mm-hmm. Cancer Conference, and we also had you know friends that were going through, and you know people will tell you because you're working on cancer research, they'll contact you. It's like, hey, this, you know, she got breast cancer. What can you do for there? And you find out that uh, they don't have insurance. You know, they're in this country. And, and you know that for cancer treatment, you have to do it as soon as possible. You know, once you detect it, you know, because you cannot let it go, continue going without treatment. So right. we had some friends that, you know, because of uh, insurance issues or just changing, you know, like, um, language barriers, it was hard for them to be able to get to their care as soon as possible. It took a long time to be able right. to be cared for. So um, um, they are both, both of them, one had a breast cancer and the other one ovarian cancer. Um, they're not with us anymore. You know, so some of my friends um, were a lot of, um, um, you know, Hispanic. We have Hispanic background. Um, I come from Peru. 
Um, and we decided, okay, well, let's try to help them, you know, by trying to mm -hmm. navigate them and help them to find resources because there's a lot of resources. It's just people is so uh, overwhelmed with the diagnosis that it's very hard mm -hmm. for them to look for resources too. You know, they have to try to adjust to their new life with cancer. So we decided, especially because we noticed women with, that had stage four, they had families and they were just told that they had cancer metastasis. So they were told that their life, you know, was not going to, um, <clears throat> you know, their life was, she had, you know, only expectation of, you know, a year or a month and they had kids, young kids and everything. And they do needed a lot of support. So that's what Angelmira uh, Center for Women with Advanced Cancer started to try to be, bring support to these families and these women that are just facing their diagnosis as cancer. Advanced cancer is like cancer in late stages mm -hmm. that it most likely may not be able to be cured or it's just hard to treat and control. And, you know, a cancer metastasis is when it went to another organs and leave, for example, from breast cancer is now in the lungs or is now in the bones. So you have a metastasis from your cancer. And that's what they call it stage four to for at least for breast means that it has spread to other cancers. And so we decided to, you know, get together and started a nonprofit to be able to help these women to try to, you know, find the resources from other uh, nonprofits. There's sev several nonprofits in local and also all over the nation that do help women with cancer. And the funny thing is we, they just can't deal with finding resources at the same time that deal with the diagnosis. So we wanted to be extra hands, extra eyes, extra, you know, uh, helpers to be able to, you know, okay, let's ask funded if we, mm -hmm. if we can, we will fill the application for you. We will send the papers for you. We can do whatever you need us to do. We are just assistant. You take care of your disease, you know, to get treated and getting with the medicines and, follow your treatment and we are here to do all their things that, you know, you don't have to do it because we are, we, we can do it for you and then you can relax mm -hmm. and just take care of your family and your treatments. Yeah, no, that's amazing. It looks, it seems like such an incredible resource and a very holistic approach, right? You're not just providing one thing, but it's their whole quality of life. Um, I saw some information about activities to enhance quality of life, then scientific research, and obviously you come from a research background. Um, so patients can really go on Angel Mira and get, you know, so much uh, support and information. Um, and that, yeah, that's so incredible to see how, how you've created that and your team. I'd love to know, in your experience with research or just working with patients at Angel Mera, I mean, in all of these different spaces that you're in, uh, what are some misconceptions about cancer diagnosis and especially women being diagnosed that you've seen? Yeah, well, there's some difference between culture. Like sometimes we get calls from friends of somebody that has been diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. And, you know, of course, you know, first we say like, okay, they give us their phone to call them, but Sometimes we call or text and they don't want to talk about it. You know, they they kind of wanted to keep it by themselves and they want to just ignore them sometimes. And 
and they get upset because somebody was telling other people, you know, so we have to respect their privacy. So we now ask, uh, no, they have to call us, you know, we can't, uh, we can, they already stress out, we cannot bother them. So one of the things is they're keep their people that don't want to face it and they don't want to, you know, try to, you know, get help. So that's one problem. You know, they, they don't think it's an issue. What I mean is different people, people react to different uh, ways and we have to respect them as they want. But I, that's a misconception, you know, that I think or either they're thinking already and they, they may get early cancer, early breast cancer, not a stage four. And they're already thinking that it's stage four and they're going to die. So that's some things because some people don't have the, you know, the understanding and the level of uh, comprehension and they already think that, oh, there's nothing we can do. So we had had people that um, are, are uh, for example, they didn't want it to get treatment, uh, not because they didn't think it, it's, it's just, you know, they just uh, didn't want it to deal with it, you know, and they just like, okay, they don't think there is a possibility of getting cured, <laughs> you know? So um, mm -hmm. there's different levels of understanding um, about you know, cancer, and some they don't even want to speak that word. <laughs> you know, they don't, they tell, oh, no, she's, like the family said, like, oh, she's just sick, something like things here, you know, in the bone, something like, and you know that they have metastases, but they don't say it to even their family members, you know, they just uh, keep it for themselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's one one uh, misconception that, that we see that um, they're just scared of the process and they don't, you know, uh, they don't take it, um, try to struggle with, with it. That is, it's understanding, you know, some cultures are a little bit uh, harder to um, express their, you know, needs and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, and there, uh, the other issue that we have seen a lot is with uh, supplements and supplements and many other things that Google may find in internet that will cure cancer and they'll just go through a lot of different things that may even hamper their current treatment so that's another issue that i think people need to tell their doctors most of the people that i have you know talked to and, and they tell me that they are having you know drinking this or doing this or whatever and they're not telling their doctor and that just mm -hmm. is hard because then you know it's not it has to be holistic you know they have we are only one body so whatever enters it may affect it may not affect it may mm -hmm. be better but um, the doctor needs to know you know so that they can try to find information the correct information for them right yeah no and that's fair i mean everyone of course deals with things differently and some may be totally comfortable coming to support some may not um and yeah angel mira seems to be like a safe place to come and, and be able to learn a bit more about what's going on if you're open to that. Um, and do you primarily work through phone calls or do patients um, go on the website or email or is it just a variety of ways that you communicate? You uh, mentioned picking up patients, so obviously some in person as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, during COVID, I guess mostly was trying to, you know, just uh, uh, all virtual, but as actually as as we were able to get out we we uh, try to help with transportation because that's um, mm -hmm. uh, especially with people with low resources you know the family are all well was working and they don't have a right to the appointments and things like that so 
we did um, started to offer transportation back as soon as uh, things were allowed, mm -hmm. you know, with all the proper protocols and everything. And, you know, we still wear a mask uh, for, mm -hmm. you know, when we give rights because, you know, we, we don't want to be the source of anything, you know, so mm -hmm. and we have to protect it out all our <laughs> clients so we did we yeah. do where but we try to do a lot of in-person contacts so sometimes they come to us um, they can connect us through phone uh, email uh, linkedin whatever whatever or sometimes it's friends that refer them you know they oh sometimes social workers also sometimes they can mm. tell us about this um you know there these people you know this person has that need you know transportation and especially with the public hospitals we <coughs> interact with them because that's where the people most need uh, in, the, yeah. in the public no that's so, great um yeah it seems obviously very holistic as mentioned and just great to see after COVID how you've been able to come back in that in-person aspect as well um you mentioned earlier that Angel Mira is primarily not only, but, you know, focuses on advanced cancer a little bit more. And so in your experience, what is the importance of clinical trials in advanced cancer? Um, and what have you seen as uh, some developments recently or any, uh, I guess, good news in, in uh, research and development with clinical trials? Wow, there's a lot of things going on. And <clears throat> it's very important because it's a different <clears throat> option or, you know, people with advanced and metastatic cancer, <clears throat> uh, they, they don't um, necessarily know that they are eligible. Even people from early cancer, there's so many drugs that are now in development for even early or, you know, phase that uh, it's, it's just the option. And they always ask me the same questions like, oh, I'm, am I going to give, be given placebo? It's like, no, you are going to give the standard of care plus minus, you know, a placebo, but that placebo is going to replace a new drug that may work marvelous or may not, but it's not going to, they're not going to withdraw your standard of care. So you're going to still get the, the treatment that is available now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and maybe the treatment it will be available in the future, but you're getting, you know, always, I it's, import, it's important to realize that many of the, people that receive uh, or enter into clinical trials are still alive because they were able to to get life-saving treatments ahead of everybody else you know so I'm, i always encourage them to be able to look for clinical trials and find if they qualify and if they qualify you know they're always willing to you know mm -hmm. at least see what it takes because it does definitely takes more appointments and more things so Sometimes people look at it and say, like, oh, no, I just standard of care is fine. But in, when you start advancing and progressing, sometimes there's no other alternative. So um, there's, you know, you run out of options and then clinical trials is kind of like, okay, we need a clinical trial so you can uh, get options that are not yet available, but will hopefully be available in the future. And one of the things that I think they're, they're having a very good uh, results, what are the, this uh, antibody conjugate, conjugated there, they, for example, the HER2 is linked to a, a chemotherapy. I'm not going to express all the things, but they're just trying to target proteins in the cancer cell. And, and, and to that antibody, they're putting a, a, a payload, like a, chem, a chemotherapy, and that 
allows for less side effects because it's just going to target the protein that is specific for cancer. But of course, we need to find a specific protein for all cancers uh, to be able to successfully. But for some cancers that do express, you know, even low levels of HER2, uh, now if you're, you can treat it with a, with a therapy that targets that and will, you know, kill the cells that have low levels of uh, um, HER2 is a common marker for breast cancer. Uh, protein that is overexpressed in breast cancer. I know you, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're all the people that listens could have many different cancers. So mm -hmm. uh, I know I don't want to talk about specifics, but in general, this type of new immuno use of uh, mm -hmm. therapies directed to a protein in a cancer cells may have a, a great impact on our cancer mm -hmm. uh, patients in the sense of prolonging their lives in, in quality of life too. Yeah, no, it's great to hear. There's always so much innovation in the space. Um, and as you said, there are some misconceptions maybe about clinical trials or, you know, the placebo um, being used versus the actual uh, test treatment. Um, are there any other misconceptions that you've seen maybe patients be scared of or uncomfortable with when approaching a clinical trial um, in your experience? Yeah, well, there's this some misconception they're going to, like, be used as guinea pigs, you know, but at the same time, um, that, that may be, they, they actually are benefiting because they are having something that may be a future treatment, but it's not available yet as in a regular. So it is important to, you know, talk to each person to see what misconceptions they have and just to give them the, you know, freedom and option to just understand it better and uh, you know there's so many sources online um, I know for breast cancer there's so many you know different videos of clinical trials 101 and all these things that are so helpful for you know people just to get you know out of their you know misconception and just understand it and then be able to you know have all the cards in the table before they decide whether to enroll or not. And the great thing is now to have all these resources to find clinical trials, you know, like your website or many websites, because, you know, um, clinicaltrials.gov have all the information, but sometimes for patients it's very hard to understand and it's just too overwhelming. So mm -hmm. we we do work with uh, uh, metastatic uh, cancer trial, you know, search that we have it on our website for specific for breast cancer. And, um, you know, there's other clinical trials, uh, you know, engines, but um, mm -hmm. again, for all different types of cancer, you know, you have, uh, I know you have even for non-cancer uh, trials mm -hmm. uh, on your website, so that um, it will be helpful for many, many patients. Do you have any patient stories or any, anything that stands out to you, um, it doesn't have to be about clinical trials. It can be about, you know, anything, any work that Angel Mira has done um, that you'd like to share. Yeah, well, we we helped this um, couple came from um, another country that he came because there was nothing to do for them in their country. So they didn't have any options. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they was able they were able to connect to <clears throat> a professor, that, you know, um, somebody that is familiar with clinical trials here and we're able to get into the clinical trials and you know the the first cycle of the clinical trials no more cancer and you know wow. what i mean it, it was just amazing that it was just when he was like almost ready to die because 
you know, it was it was very very. Her, her can, his cancer was advanced, so he was, <clears throat> you know, very young man with two daughters. So uh, yeah. it was amazing to see, you know, that the the, the clinical trial did wonders for him, you know, so it is nice to see, you know, he's still, you know, uh, right now, although it came back and it went out again, so now he is free of cancer, you know, so I, I, it's, <clears throat> I have seen people with, uh, you know, progressing and then a clinical trial suddenly it started working and it's like, oh, wow, you know, miracles are happening, so. Wow. Yeah, that's that's so incredible to hear. So many stories of hope and strength. And um, do you often have patients coming in from all over the world or uh, is it just the U.S. usually? Um, how does that work? No, we get calls from other people. So we, we <clears throat> but sometimes the resources, we don't have as many resources. So we have gotten, you know, calls or emails from people from India. You know, we have some people that we know in France, you know, Europe, South America. We have several, you know, people that we follow from South America. And they're actually in clinical trials down there. So it is nice to to be able to help anybody if we have the resources so we we do don't discriminate by you know location or anything you know we had somebody from Canada too that was uh, living in Canada and uh, we just we're, we're a small organization but we try to help if they contact us we'll try to do whatever we can or at least put sometimes we put them in contact with local organizations or things like that so that they can yeah. help them better <clears throat> No, that's really great. Um, I I think especially with after COVID, you know, more people even being online or using tools online, like the world has expanded, right? We can use tools from everywhere or educational resources. And Mary Carmen, uh, of course, you have your research, you have your teaching right now. Um, what is your drive and what uh, keeps you going with Angel Mira and kind of your purpose behind the work that you do here? Yeah, well, right now we're not doing too much uh, research in the sense of bench work because we didn't get the fund, what I mean, the funding uh, for that, you know, after COVID hit, um, mm. it's just not, what I mean, you need money to rent a place, fill a lab and everything. So we mostly research, we do a collaboration with other, you know, health facilities or doctors and everything that they are doing research. So we're mm. we're more like kind of virtual, although we would like to, to find, especially because Patients have a lot of questions that may not be driving uh, uh, the, the, you know, the investors or whatever because there's things that are not patented. For example, this is what I was telling you about, you know, interaction with supplements with um, with a standard of care therapy. You know, it may be affecting the standard of care therapy, but it's not uh, it's something that people are going to give you money to because it's just kind of like okay tell them not to have this, you know, not to drink this or not to have this. And um, we will, of course, we would like to, to be able to do more research and be able to help, you know, especially in the clinical translation or when they go to clinical trials to help them see what biomarkers will help, you know, decide which patient should benefit from this one and, and not from this one, you know, to try to, to help in the precision medicine and, and mm -hmm. not just testing the medicines without any knowledge of the the person that will benefit. So 
that's right. one of the things. But the other thing is just uh, because there are so much needs that it's important that we are, you know, helping others, um, those who don't have the resources, especially because there is so so many organizations that are do helping and they have the money to do it. You know, we don't have the resources to be able to help you. As I told you, we'll just give gift cards or outings mm -hmm. or things like that. But there are a lot of other organizations that have more resources and we're able to, you know, get them in contact with these people to the right resources. And then, you know, we, we can um, be of, you know, help them to get rent, rent assistance, get them to help, you know, uh, paying the bills, electricity, all these other things from other organizations that are already, you know, doing a great job of, you know, helping in general. We, we don't necessarily go to cancer organizations. Sometimes we go to other organizations like for rental assistance and things like that. So mm -hmm. is, that, is that that there is ways to help? It's kind of like there's a lot. Uh, the distribution of the things is the most important because there are resources here. There are people that need here. And if they don't know each other, then they, you know what I mean? It's not, uh, doesn't get, you know, the help they, they could get, you know? So that's yeah. kind of the drive. No, definitely. Yeah, that's so true. I think that's why it's great to, to meet Angel Mara, even us, and just connect um, different resources and different groups together. I find in the space partnerships and um, yeah, just working together is, is really incredible for the community and for patients. Um, well, Mary Carmen, thank you so much for sharing a bit more about your story with us and about Angel Mira and some of the stories of your patients and the people that you've had uh, such wonderful impact on. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share before we close off for today? Oh, thank you very much for all what you're doing. And I think, uh, you know, I have already used uh, your website for some of the people that were asking for clinical trials. So I am so happy to have your resources too and happy for all whatever you do. And, and again, you know what I mean? I think we uh, can get help people easier if we collaborate with each other, you know. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm glad that like pharmaceuticals are getting a lot of um help you know some of the, our clients are getting free medicines and that's just such wonderful because um they're they are you know compassionate care and they are getting a lot of medicines that they will not be and that's a change on their quality of life and their you know their life uh, prolongation um, if they don't have the resources so mm -hmm. i will thank you for everybody that you know is helping trying to help and access to care and especially equity you know in, in, in health care <music>